At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Pelican Built Tough. For all situations, go to pelican.com. Yak Gadget. For all your fine kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Eastport Marina on the beautiful shores of Dale Hollow Lake. For all your lodging, kayaking, and fishing needs, go to eastport.info. Now let's get this show started. What the heck are you doing? I'm getting ready for turkey season, man. <laughs> What's up, guys? It's the final cast. I'm Brad. And I'm Matt. What's going on, dude? How you doing? Not too bad, man. It, it, like, rain cats and dogs, and we were in a tornado watch all day, so that sucked. But, you know, whatever. We're still under it, actually. And actually, the sky looks really weird. It's, like, yellow right now. That'll happen. So this, if... this would be the best podcast ever if you just see like me get sucked out my basement window <laughs> yeah that's crazy though last time we had a tornado come through here it was like six miles from my house and uh i didn't wake my wife up and she got mad she's like our to- tornado was right there i'm like i was sitting outside looking for it i didn't see it yeah i was just laying in bed and the tornado it was like we got the warning it's like well one's touched down here and once i was like whatever if I die, I die. I don't really care. <laughs> like, I'm tired. I just want to lay in bed. And then my wife got me up, and we came down with the dogs, and then nothing happened. I went upstairs, like, 45 minutes later, and, yeah, chilled. Yeah. So, what, uh, what, What's new in your box, dude? Anything new? This week, not really. I've got some more terminal. Um, uh, let's see. Well, I take that back. I bought like nine more packs of Joshies because you can never have too many Joshies. Yeah. Uh, Oh dude, all day long. And then I got some, uh, I just put an order in for Jigmaster again to get more sled heads because the river is unforgiving and steals all my stuff. So, uh, and I had to buy another mega bass vision One Ten because the river stole my stuff. Uh, oh. that one hurt, dude. It hurt really. I was bank fishing before work yesterday and I cast it out and I'm an idiot. I was only in like four foot of water. I was like, this plus one will be fine. I'll just hold the rod tip up. It wasn't fine. It caught the first <laughs> rock I found and just, yeah, you it was that one ten junior. I do, man. I have a couple, but I need to get some I need more. One. I need one. I need to get some more. I bought, I ended up buying a, uh, a, a line spooler that actually Brad Hurlboss posted in the group chat. So I'm, kind of pumped to try that out because like i said i was a hot mess in my garage and uh my line spool fell off the kayak while i was reeling my line in and it got tangled all over my trailer all in the kayak 
That's the worst, so, man. That's yeah. why, like, getting lines stuck around the kite because there's always something to get stuck on. Like, whenever I'm putting a yep. leader on in the boat, I drop my line when we were down Dale Hollow over the side, and my line's floating there, but it's getting wrapped like in my uh, yeah, on, gadget like thing. on my rods, my yak gadget side, uh, <laughs> the stagers. And then I was like, oh no, so I put the motor in reverse, and my motor sucked it up and sucked half the line into the prop, dude. It was, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, dude, it was a great day. Yeah. <laughs> well, we got a cool episode planned for you guys. Uh, Matt, he's a big, uh, I was going to say jerk bait. That's true, but he's a big swim bait guy. So we're going to talk big swim bait. <laughs> I can't talk right now. Oh. We're going to talk about big swim baits. <laughs> so we're bringing Nick Necrelli on to talk big swim baits in the river with us. What's up, dude? Yo, what's going on, fellas? Oh, not so, much. How you doing, man? Great. Thanks for having me. You're actually second time on the show, man. So yeah. yes. it's been a while. Yeah. So do you want to do another introduction in case somebody hasn't heard before? Um, sure. Yeah. My name is Nick. I live in Indianapolis. I fish the rivers and streams around here. Uh, primarily, I would say. Uh, love smallmouth fishing and try to not always play by the traditional i think uh smallmouth uh rules of you know a little bit more finesse based approach i like to see where i can upsize and try to find a little bit bigger fish if i can um but that being said i am in no way an expert on swim bait because if the wrong person would hear that i i even though i'm not known in that community i would probably be eviscerated um (laughs) So I've had success around here and um, up in um, the Ottawa National Forest and some lakes up there with uh, different swim baits, uh, not up north really with on the river, but around here um, and a couple other places around the state where uh, I think there are times to uh, invest in throwing a bigger bait. Um, even though it's true, you don't always catch the biggest fish, you don't, but um, that's okay. Uh, there's still somebody catching. You you don't catch very many jimmies, that's for sure. So I give Not you some credit. You, you would be surprised. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah, I had like a seven inch one um, bite a three ounce rat. Like, jeez, uh, <laughs> like this thing. That's crazy. Uh, I mean, and, See, I've... and and the fish ate the front treble, so it wasn't like swiping at it. It was going. Yeah. Through. I, I have zero confidence in this stuff, so it's kind of it's going to be interesting to talk about. So, well, that, but that's, that's all right because I think um, a lot of people um, are reluctant, and it's not as it doesn't have to be intimidating. It, it can mm-hmm. be easier if you look at things in a certain perspective. Um, if you put a four inch paddle tail on a jackhammer, you're looking at a five and a half inch bait. So, yeah, if you then pick up. I didn't realize it was that long. That's crazy. And then if you pick up, for example, a Mega Bass six-inch freestyle Magrath, not a freestyle, just a Magrath with the bottom treble here, that's only six inches. It's not much. It's not much bigger. It's a little bit heavier. You're gonna need. You don't need yeah. anything dedicated for this. But if that is, and I think um, these are like an ounce and a quarter. But if you wanted to throw a five-inch. You have the mag slow, which is a I think right at an ounce. Um, These things both catch fish. Um, As the the slows would 
say this is definitely a um, um but if i mean i kind of got on that bite because of uh chum water boys uh outdoors or tv it's a youtube channel it's a guy in missouri who fishes a bunch of streams and stuff and he's a guy can fish um and he runs these little you know summer streams that aren't big they have some deep spots and that's where i think these baits like kind of shine in my opinion mm -hmm. i don't know what do you think matt uh i would agree now i'm new to the smallmouth swim bait game i've been throwing smallies or not been throwing smallmouth i promise i put them right back in i've been <laughs> chuck it yeah I throw a small mouth no. over the mountains boy yeah <laughs> i usually just try to hook that rockies into the side of my boat the <laughs> way Oh, I've done that before. Oh, I've done. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I've, uh, yeah, yeah. But I've, I mean, I've, I've fished a lot of swim baits for largies and whatnot, and you know that even on smaller, like down south, when you're in rivers and whatnot, they're more largemouth populated. It's not just like kind of you said. We're already, you're already throwing larger baits than you think you are. Yeah. So while it can be intimidating, especially because you already brought it up, the swim bait community, you start researching, looking at it. I mean, it can be super intimidating because there'll be guys, if you ask a question, they'll rip your head off. I and mean, if you're not. I didn't have too much of that, um, to be honest. And I've actually found that if you ask uh, uh, the right questions to the right people, and you can kind of tell by people's demeanor, um, yeah. you know, you just be like, hey, I'm new. This is what I'm having. This is what I have. This is what I'm looking for. Um, I, 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 I found some really like um, nice people and some really good deals on uh, Swimbait Universe. Uh, I've not done that in a long time. Um, nothing against it, just haven't. And um, but I wound up buying a bait or a couple baits off the same person and totally fair versus what they were being listed for on eBay. Um, and yeah, something in with with you know I had a couple people that would toss in a a used. Um, it was like a used battleship, not a battleship, a uh, citizen once. And um, yeah, so that's an option too. But like you, I would watch some tactical bassin. <laughs> yeah. YouTube search swim baits. And if you're into kayaks, um, like, like any water boys TV, he's a Texas dude. Um, he's not doing so much the smallmouth stuff, although they are in some of those Texas rivers. Um but he's doing a lot of swim baits in a river and it all kind of applies. So, huh. yeah, no, I would, I would agree. It's uh, if, if you, once you get over that intimidation factor, I mean, swim baits bring a whole nother aspect to your fishing game. And I tell you what, there's, I'm a big jerk bait guy. I love catching them on jerk baits, but it's it, there. I don't think there's any bite I've ever had that beats a nice swim bait bite. If you're getting big glides or even, you know, bigger swim baits or even smaller swim like a five inch uh uh spark shad you know it's 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 an awesome bite so check this out is this something you guys would throw hmm. um uh, i bet it catches <laughs> <laughs> what's that i don't I, I bet it catches because uh there's a lot of people who make those crawler style baits and they're all like they're pretty aggressive. <laughs> I don't have any. Yeah, <laughs> if you go on uh, YouTube and go, it's Marlon Marvin Marlon TV. I think he's a bait creator, and he actually like hand carves all these baits, and he's made a ton of crawlers. And he does uh, videos from 
make to catch and he'll literally make it in the same video and then go catch a fish on it. And I don't own any, but I would agree with Nick. I bet that thing catches. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is a guy that used to be on, or he, I was on Team Bonafide with him. He he makes his own custom baits, and I thought it was interesting. I mean, three and a half ounces, four inches long. I'm like, dang, that thing's huge for being four and a half inches long. Yeah, actually, I think uh, it's either Depths or Mega Bass makes a crawler style bait. Depths, uh, uh, Mega Bass makes a crawler. Depths does too. I can't remember what the name of the Mega Bass one is. Yeah, there. And I know, like, there was a, a downsized version I almost bought last year because of the cicada spawn or hatch. Oh, yeah. Um, it was like their little baby cicada thing. It looked like it would be pretty good. Um, Matt got a couple of those, I think. I have one of those. Yeah. I just can't, can't remember uh, what they're called. This is going to bug the crap out of me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, like, when do I like to throw this? The six inch. Um, uh, what is this thing called? The mag draft. Um, I like this thing in the summertime. Uh, I like it when the water clears up around some of those deeper pools. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's You can still move it uh, fairly quickly, I feel like, but it's not a burn-style bait, um, in my opinion. I think it kind of tends to blow out um, and, and get a little bit of a kink and a roll to it that's not, yeah. that's not sustainable. Um but they come out of nowhere and, and trash it. Um, I caught a couple really, really nice ones uh, last summer waiting, uh, like August and July, uh, September time, where uh, just thrown around deeper pockets and pools, and they hate it. It's great. Um, one of the first ones I caught uh, was on the slows, and it was in like 10 inches of water and just ran up behind it out of nowhere. Um, totally fun bite. And if, like I said, with that six inch, um, it's supposed to be an ounce and a quarter. That's not a super crazy rod, I think, um, for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, you know, a heavy or, or whatever. Um, and it doesn't have to be uh, like a, a powerhouse rod, really. It's okay to have a little bit of play in that rod. Um, if they get a hold of that, that, that hook, uh, they're going to, they're probably caught. Um, I've not had too many come off. Uh, anyway, if they did come off, they weren't worth catching. So whatever. Yeah. Uh, Jim here, whatever. Their rock bass came out of nowhere. <laughs> um, I've never had that happen on a mag draft. Uh, the plop diesel is another story. Those things hate the, the diesel. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I was going to go back to the rod thing. Uh, I believe, Matt, I, I can't remember the 744F that we use. I think it throws ounce and a half, don't it? The 7.4FF throws from a 7.16 to a 2 ounces. Does it really? I mean, yeah, and that's what's so crazy about that rod because it's ridiculously sensitive. But it could throw this all day long without any issue. And it has, like you said, it has play in it to where they get that treble hook in their mouth that swivels and has a magnet in there, but swivels around. You can keep pressure on the fish. And like he said, once, once if, if they're on it, nine they got that hook typically nine times out of ten they're caught or they're just so small and they actually don't really have the hook knives machetes saws and shears multi-tools shovels swords axes spears hatchets and tomahawks if it cuts snips slices or chops midway usa has it find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top of the line hunting knives we've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners too For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com.
This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be like I throw mine either on my um, Dobbin 764, which is a seven foot six heavy, or on the um, seven uh, the Champ 735, which is like a medium heavy uh, extra extra or extra fast or whatever. Yeah, they both throw up to an ounce and a half, and they do fine on both. Um, that's typically what I throw them on. I can throw them on um, more dedicated dedicated gear um, if I wanted to, but I probably wouldn't. Um, so we've kind of done the mag draft. Uh, what do we want to sure. want to move on to? Any more questions? It, well, is that mag draft is like your first choice go go to lure for the river? Uh, I wouldn't say my first choice because I kind of treat it a little bit more seasonal um, yeah. and it's more, more depending on the water clarity. I guess I should have said that, um, you know, in the summertime when it kind of stops raining, your water tends to get lower, a little bit more clear. Um, I think because a lot of the colors are, you know, a little bit more shaddy, translucent Yeah, ones that I have. Um, I'm sure there's some brighter ones, but they're pretty natural. I feel like, yeah. uh, so I just, I just, I've had more success when the when there's water's been a little clearer um, or clearing up. Um, like recently, it's rained a ton here, so you know this would not be what I'm gonna throw um, whenever I get out next, and I'll and I'll have a swim bait rod with me for sure. Um, but yeah, right now in springtime, I've been throwing uh, like wide baits that I can move fast. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I'm a big, I have a big thing about fishing on the river with speed. Um, now to be totally polar opposites in every single way, like the goat of swim baiting, Bush Brown, um, California guy, like <laughs> knows everything about the depths 250. The guy's incredible. Um, mm-hmm. he even tunes in a special way. Uh, look him up on Instagram. He's amazing. Um, he's on Cass and Craig podcast. Nick has interviewed him. Um, three or four times. And even if you have zero intention of fishing swim baits um, at all, you'll learn something um, huge takeaways from those interviews, but he throws a big depths 250. And if you watch the way that he throws it, again, he's in reservoirs in, in California, Dip, totally different than what we're doing, but there's a, you know, he has a way of fishing that slow, big draw. Now, is he also going to pause it and give it kick so it moves? Sure. I mean, he has his own thing. That's why he's caught so many over 10 pounds. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, the guy's ridiculous. He, he handles him. 
We have like four of those in Ohio. Yeah, but he's like a scientist too. Like, like a lot of the like the really dedicated big bait um, anglers. Like, you know, when you listen to Bush talk, he's talking about you know moon tables, lunar cycles, um, because and on the coast too. You also on some of those lakes, you kind of got to pay attention to the tide. Um, mm-hmm. There's like a lot of things, and 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 if some of those like he's just been able to fish, um, and he has it dialed. But that's like a slower type thing. I feel like now what I like to do is like I like to hit. Um, I want a like a like a glide that's gonna really pop and move quick that I can make like I can reel, I can burn, I can pause, and then I can and I can hit it. Um, if you were to YouTube something that I kind of emulate at like a kind of a higher clip, mostly on the river because of the current, it, um, there's a lot of Japanese anglers who throw the the clash or the tiny clash, and those baits. Um, actually, I caught a big one on, on a TK in March, and I had a second one on the line for a second. Um, you could hit those uh, those baits with your real handle, like yeah. You, I've seen Greg Blanchard do that. Yeah, and and they really you get a real quick chop. So like a lot of times, like like in the summertime or even right now, um, I'll throw that that glide out and I'll let it hit. But then I want to hit hard once, two, three times, and really get that thing to move. Mm-hmm. If I'm throwing it up to an area. It's because it's for a reason, um, you know. And like a place that I would put that would be uh, in an eddy, you know, behind a a, a, a laydown. Um, behind rocks i'll even bring it through the end of a riffle if it's if i think it's deep enough and there's one sitting there yeah Uh, and again because because i do think it's important that people can you know if they want to do this it shouldn't be impossible to get a bait um that that's frustrating part of, of it so, you know, I would, you know, again, this is like tactical bassing 101, but like the uh, S waiver 168. And then what I like to do is I like to hit this front joint on the back end with, with some sandpaper and I file it out and I sand it out. And what that does is it just makes it like choppier and you can hit it harder and move it in place in an erratic way. Cause if I'm going to throw it up and cover as Matt Allen and uh, Tim Lowe would say it's a cover glide uh, mm-hmm. versus like a, like a wide open, you know, glide that's going to have a three foot, you know, wingspan. Cut. Mm-hmm. Is that one right there cutting a similar to the six cent speed glide that Brian gave us, Matt? No, uh, the speed glide is more like maybe no. And yes, I don't know. Like the speed glide is meant to be a glide to where you can work it super quick. Mm-hmm. And it's not to where, like when he's throwing one of uh, a glide that like the S waiver or the TK or, you know, if I'm throwing like something like the draw or something, yeah, you can really play with the reel and get it to do some things. Like if you want it to make big loops, you can, or you can, like you were saying, chop that reel and get it going back and forth really quick. The S waiver is more just a retrieve bait, throw it out. I mean, you can play with the reel a little bit, but it doesn't have a huge yeah. glide mm-hmm. on it or even a small glide. It's more of just kind of, I never a little bit more. 
I never found success with that six inch flow right uh flow rider or whatever it's called. Flow rider, not a rapper. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whatever it's called. The I speed love, line. Yes, I, and I love um six cents. I throw a ton of their stuff. Uh, but I could personally figure that one out it's me, I don't know. Um but no, if you just when you stand that that bubble down, it just it, it just makes it hit a little harder and you can kind of throw it up behind something because I'm gonna try to move it quick. Yeah. Uh, is what I'm sort of going for. Not all the time. Summertime, I'm going to slow down a little bit because the water should be more clear, should be less of it. Um, so, the yeah, the F waiver, uh, 168, like a 16-state. Um, I think the same rod you guys were talking about would throw this thing to fine. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't worry too much about it. But then also one, too, that's slightly bigger is the, uh, the G-Rat uh, Sneaky Pete. It's like a mm-hmm. And this has a really nice quick action too. Um, this is a fun bait to toss around, um, and you can move it, and it has and it has just more draw power. That's mm-hmm. that's a lot of things too. Like in the summertime, like when I go out, let's say I'm waiting, and I can you know I'm taking a little bit more time to to hit a spot. Um, I like to throw a, a glider around. You know, obviously if I can catch a fish on it, sweet. But you can just pull so many fish out from where they are. And they're just like, ah, what is it? And they just, yep. yeah, Matt. Yeah, see, I told, that's why I tell everyone, like, when I go out, people in Ohio, and I'm sure people in Indy are the same way, but when I'm throwing something like this around, they're like, oh, what are you planning on catching with that? You know, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, if I catch something on it, that's great. Like, that's awesome. But bass are so, they, the curiosity gets over them so quick that yeah. you can draw them out of where they're at. You can watch them come up and look at it and then watch them turn straight back to where they came from and go away right to where they came from. So then you can start targeting those spots. Yeah. It's more of a, a draw <laughs> thing for me. So That's a fun thing to do. Like I did that last time. Oh. I just draw out these. And I was throwing like a, a giant bait around, like a, like a nine-inch you know, bait. <laughs> totally yeah. just seeing what would happen and to see how it would swim in the river. It was a lot yeah. for me, but I was pulling Jimmy's out of nowhere. Um, oh, I, I mean, they would just follow just a pack of them, and then, and then uh, you'd see a, a bigger one off at the, you know, stand back a minute, and then you know I'd throw out, I don't know, a tube or something and hammer. But yeah. uh, fun, fun way to, to fish, and once you again, like every glide, um, if you throw it enough, and you're gonna learn what that bait kind of wants to do, uh, what speed you can just rip it with. And some will do better than others. Um, it's just it's just sort of part of it. Yeah. Uh, but but you know the the the, the, the sneaky Pete. Um, you can definitely move water with this, which I like. Um, and yeah, that one looks really good. Yeah, this is like a, yeah. a, a bass color. Um, yep. Yeah, I, I think that's, that's the color. Well, that's the ugly bass. That's yeah. not the that's not the pretty bass. It's oh yeah, yeah the green one. So. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. I think I'm going to start off like I don't know where to start. You know what I mean? So I was, I'm going to try to throw that glider on this year a little bit and see what you I can do. And, and that's an easy bait. That's a bait you can get on any site that has, yeah, you know, river to sea stuff. 
Yep. Yep. Um, that a bull shad. I've I've wanted to throw a bull shad for a while. I just so haven't bought, bought one. We can. Uh, yeah. Let me get to another bait or two on the glide side, and we'll talk about that jointed style uh, bait for a second. Um, another one that's very um, accessible. This is the Bait Sanity Explorer Gill. Um, Explorer Gill. Yep. So I have actually not um, caught a fish in the river with this yet, but I have been hitting on them um, at the at the uh, the legendary trash pond here in Indy. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is a great bait that is that you can find um, if it's not on Tackle Warehouse, uh, which is where I bought this one. Um, I know they're on Hookup Tackle, Matt. You yes. know Tackle. Um, oh, I know. Get a um, I did get a Japanese made chrono, and it's awesome. Uh, oh, nice. dude, uh, mm. yeah. yeah, but um, Bait Sanity Explorer Gill, really cool. You can actually buy a um, tail, there's a different tail that has like a paddle tail to it, has real cool action. And if you look at the Bait Sanity, uh, I assume website as well as their Instagram, there's like swim videos on this, as well as on Instagram, you can check out my guy. The uh, Bass Interceptor, he's a South Florida dude fishing for largies and peacocks and whatever else is down there. And he uh, totally wrecked them on this, uh, this this bait. And uh, once I think it gets a little bit warmer, um, I think this will be a player. And I think you can kind of put that in that cover glide area because it has a pretty quick little sharp turn on it. It looks great. Um, I actually had a bluegill uh, like two weeks ago fly out of nowhere right at the bank and absolutely trash this thing. And, and, <laughs> and I caught it in the mouth. Like, like it, it That's was like, awesome. oh my God, just, just charged it. Um, real fun bait to play with and throw. Um, and I actually, the package comes with some uh, tungsten stick on strips. If you want it to sink a little bit quicker, pretty cool. Uh, two tails to a package, um, real neat bait. Um, that one's cool. I'll definitely, this is going to be um, a river thing. Um, Painted rocky color, man. Soon. Oh, that would. Oh, I'd love it, dude. I love yeah. it. Um, <laughs> that would be cool. Because See, a, a bait like that would be like really good at the. Well, I'm not going to say the name, but Matt knows the place. A little tiny lake around here. Yep. I want to see you catch something on on that one that you held up before we started the show at at oh. that place. This. So, no, oh. the bluegill looking one. Oh, this. Yes, I want to see you catch one at that place on that. Yeah, this is uh, actually, for, I got this in the Dark Horse Champions box. It's made by Dark Corner Custom Crankbaits. He hand painted that. It's part of the Champions box. And this, uh, this, this was smack there. Oh, you're going to catch on that for sure. That thing oh, looks, yeah. that thing looks great. Oh, that looks, that looks, I mean, good on it. The paint's money. You'll oh. be fine. And actually, oh, yeah. I think it helps to have a little bit more, um, a little bit more flash and color on them because you can see the bait. It does. Yeah. Yep. Uh, since we talked about it a little bit earlier, uh, tiny clash. Uh, uh, this bait is a very versatile bait. You can. That's the. That's. I mean, that's an OG right there. That tiny clash is uh, not OG really. I mean, it kind of is. I mean, it's well known. Like you can catch yes. almost any type of fish on a tiny clash. So with, with, if anybody is curious about these, um, you can put in different style lips um, and different kind of tails. So the first thing you would notice is that some people say the tail is upside down. Um, 
Now, what that tail does, this is for actually a canine. Um, <laughs> so, just a quick tutorial. If you have the tail up like this, uh -huh. my camera, I'm failing. Um, and a lip in, this works like a big crank down crankbait. Huh. Um, I, again, it looks awesome. I pulled uh, one out of a hole last um, spring. That, that same day, I think I caught like a 19 or two and another like really big 17, almost 18. So I'd seen big fish that day and I pulled one cranking this thing down that like had like a tabletop back that was like, ah, it was frightening <laughs> how nasty that thing looked. But to get back to the glide point, when you put this tail down, you can hit that like a quick cover glide, but they came out with what's called the transfer tail, which is that same tail, but the corners are rounded. Now, what I like about this, just to go back to what we talked about speed earlier, is and I caught one this this way that was uh, 18 and a half this, um, in March. And like I said, I almost, I th I'm almost positive I had a second hook with it because the second fish came up when I pulled it up at the boat. Um, I was ripping this thing on a point where a river split. Mm. Actually, I hadn't fished in a long time, but we were—I was throwing up on this rip rep on this point, and just—I mean, I was—I had it on. I was burning it back. I pause it, pause it, and then whoop, bow up on her, and we get additional pressure. But big fish, this fish is a bait that I can move, and that's mm -hmm. why I like to fish it. Um, I have a floating—the same one of these in a floating version as well. That, I've, that I caught some really big fish on last summer. Uh, again, uh, both ways, uh, burning it as well as putting a lip in and cranking it down. Um, Tiny Clash, if you can get your hand on one, um, is a great bait. I, they, it gets thrown in that hype bait category, but it's not a hype bait. It catches fish. Uh, I think it's a very versatile bait for what you uh, what you get out of it. Do a lot with it. I would suggest that. And one more glide, and we're going to move on to, to the segmented one. This is the River City Swim Baits Glide out of Richmond, Virginia. Again, bass color. Um, I think he did make a smallmouth or he will at some point. This is like a, a, I get right at two ounce, maybe a little less, six inch glide. And again, you can move it. And it has, for whatever reason, this little thing, this little guy right here does have some pull. Um, there's some dudes that, that live around here who, for the just being cool about fishing, I'm not going to put them on, on a spot here, but um, I'm not the only one throwing that bait and a couple others by River City around here. Mm -hmm. uh, great baits. Again, he does small drops. That's one, you know, you would probably want to set your um, your notification on for, like, Instagram or whatever. But super nice guy out in Richmond, Virginia. Makes um, a really good bait, a good product, and I've had success with largemouth and smallmouth on that one. I didn't realize that you could – or they came with attachments like that. You could, you know, swap out yeah. in and out of. That's pretty cool. Uh, that's my company called uh, that Tiny Clash. Brad's talking about Tiny Clash. That's made by Division Rebel Tackles or DRT. Um, super innovative Japanese com company because they are all super innovative Japanese companies. And, yeah. Um, that's also too why I love. Like sometimes I'll find myself in a YouTube deep dive, and you'll get onto some of these. Um, these people fishing these baits and the they're meticulous and it's calculating and it's repetition. And it's like everything that you would, I think um, a, 
you know, say about that kind of culture, about a lot of things, 1000% applies to the way a lot of these people fish, especially fish for largemouth. And, you know, mm-hmm. the world record was caught there in Lake Biwa. Um, there's giant fish there. And you should just, just the way they move and control the bait with just their reel. Yeah. Is it's, it's sort of, uh, it's really cool to watch. And, the, the way they film a lot of the videos is like they'll they'll have the main video, then they'll replay it and they'll they'll um, they'll blow it up so that you can see like where the bait is taken. Um, mm-hmm. You get to see the hands the first time, and then see how the fish ate the bait. Um, cool videos, um, but yeah, tiny clash, really cool. It, you it, do they do those things like snap in or they have like issues falling off or any time or what? no. Um, the only time that I've, I've broken up like the lip, they just kind of pop in. There's like usually three pieces and you just, and then okay. the tail yep. slide in and out. Okay. There. And there's a V tail, there's a standard tail. And then there's the, um, uh, whatever the other tail I called, I forget transfer tail, transfer tail. Yeah. Transfer tail. Yeah. Um, and then the, this is just the lip here and they just pop in. Like I oh, like, that's pretty cool. I like the V tail with like the short lip and you can do what's called like you pop it with your rod tip and uh, you use real bumps and you can do what's called the dead walk. And it just kind of just goes um, and kind of, you can just play with it. It's almost think of it as a big jerk bait. Yeah. Uh, that's what I was running through my mind. That's what first thing popped up. Jerk bait. Yeah. That's, that's the dope thing about the tiny clash. Cause it is a little bit more expensive of a bait. I mean, if you get them brand new from hookup or anywhere that you can find them there, I want to say they're like 75 bucks. And then if you miss a drop or miss them when they're in stock, they're on eBay for like 180 or 190. Um, but the good thing about that yeah. bait for 75 bucks when you do get it is just like you said, you can dead walk it. So you makes it act like a jerk bait. You can do a, put the other lip in and make it in the tail, make it act like a crank, or you can make it act like a cover glide. Like it's, it's a super versatile bait to where you could have it tied on one rod and do three different techniques with it. Yeah. That's cool. And it's not like so huge that you're like throw feel like you're throwing this around all day and you're like, Oh, I'm getting followers and I'm seeing where they're at, but I'm not catching. It's about two ounces. That will not. Yeah, exactly. And if you do some searching, you can find, uh, knockoff versions off uh, certain places, uh, and um, yeah, they're out there. Uh, I was gonna ask about the weight. So, throwing these things, do these things sink real fast since they're heavy? Or most of them, no. You, I mean, I think for that reason, a lot of them are like a slow sink. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I think everything that I've put in front of you was pretty much a slow sink in one way or another. Like even the mag draft um, and the slows, they're, they're not easy to snag up. Like you have to sort of yeah. put it in a, you know, you have to have a little bit of common sense. You don't want to yeah. throw it into a, a mat. I mean, it's not. Gonna yeah. Yeah. Um, and and, and what I struggle with around here, even though, you know, I, I like I said, I fish, a ri- you know, the white river, uh, where I fish a lot of times here in town, it's a fairly weedy, um, algae-ish sort of river, and it's not like just boulders and stuff. So, got to pay attention. But yeah. both of these things, you know, like if I'm in the trash pond, I have more problems uh, hooking um, 
snapping turtles uh, than oh, like snagging the bait. It's yeah, brutal. yeah, yeah. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've, I've been there, done that. I literally lost a citizen because I got a snapper on it, caught it, cut my citizen in half, and I was like, dude, that was like that was that was a wait till one a.m type of bait to get and it cost me 50 bucks and now it's gone yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i've had a story or two. <laughs> and uh yeah yeah not a, that's not things are cool animals until until you snag one and then they're real happy and fun to play with oh yeah especially if you have a nice bit like like i i've i've hooked one uh, when i was in the marine corps we had a little su- by supply we had a little pond there's no fish on it but i had my rod in my truck and I was just throwing in there anyway because I had a new crankbait. And I was like, oh, this is cool. Of course, I caught the only snapping turtle in that whole freaking pond. Oh, yeah. And like 15 Marines run over. I don't have any of my like my pliers or anything with me. And this thing's right in its mouth. I was like, dude, I don't want to leave this thing because it'll just like die. Well, it won't die. Alligators or snapping turtles are just ridiculous. They'll live through anything. And I was like, I got to get this out. And then my buddy brought over a stick and we just start popping at the bait to get it come out. And it came yeah. out and he bit the stick in half. Yeah. Like, or a, a broom handle. And I was like, this is just, just go away. Go away. <laughs> I, uh, I caught a, uh, uh, soft tail last summer. I was up yeah. by the one dam that I ever fish and I see a disturbance off top of the bank. I'm like, okay, good cast there. I can probably see what's happening. Throw on the plop diesel, throw it up there. Two row handles destroys it. You know, you get that half second because it bit at the, I caught on the front treble. It was terrible. Uh, and of course, those soft shells they just suck their heads in when you get them in. Yeah, yeah, I, I hate that. The war with that goddamn thing. Uh, I was about to say, I've never caught a snapping turtle, but I've caught a, quite a few soft shells. Well, yeah, I did. Luckily, that thing swam off, it got it out, it was fine. But yeah, the, yeah. the snapping turtles at the pond suck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to do um segmented baits, such as a you were talking about a bull shad. Yeah, let's. I yeah, definitely let's definitely that. go into segmented because the bull shad or the bull shad you can get almost everywhere now. So yeah. that's super easily attainable and an easy fish or bait to fish. I have one of these ugly ones that I painted with a uh, <laughs> painted. I used a scent marker. It's real crappy. Uh, this is just a bone one, and this thing works. Um, it's a more Let's of a see the paint job on that. Yeah, oh, that's cool. Paint job is a, uh, I would say, a very strong word for uh, <laughs> what this is. This is a scent marker that I drew on. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I was okay. like, yeah, that, that's interesting. I've never seen one like that. Flight. Picasso. Picasso. <laughs> interesting is a polite way saying that sucks. Um, but yeah, uh, again, more of a bait that you can move kind of quickly. Uh, Mike Buga, who is the you know the inventor of the bullshed, he uh, he's an advocate of a, of a quicker retrieve speed. But once you figure out the sink rate on these, you can throw these up along stuff, count it down, start moving it again. I like to kind of rip it around, burn, pause. You give this thing some rod tips, and it'll it'll shoot off one way or another. Um, and when you get a bite on this, I mean, they, they don't like it. They're, they're going in to uh, smash it. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. It's a fun bite to get on. Yeah. That, th- those have always interested me. Even the baby bull sheds, they, I mean, what, three and a half inches long? Something like yeah. that. So it's not too yeah. intimidating. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. At all. It shouldn't be. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, was about to say, I mean, you're throwing, you're throwing uh, jigs that are longer enough. 
uh, you know, jackhammer that's two inches longer, two and a yeah. half inches longer than the baby bull. So, I mean, those are okay little little baits. I'm not trying to trash with yeah. I'm just saying, like, for somebody first starting out, if they want to gain the confidence to go bigger, they could start there and work their way up. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, or, for sure. Or you jump in the Smalley Games May Big Meat Challenge and you throw a, a seven-inch uh, fluke. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Those are fun to throw. Shout um, out to Love the Cast. Yeah. That's pretty game. pretty cool. Yeah, those are actually those are fun, to, fun to catch fish on. I've done it with largemouth. Uh, but no, the segmented baits are good when you're moving water. I like these um, a lot of times uh, in muddy water when the water's up, ripping around. Um, after storms and stuff, um, just because you can cover water, you can throw it at cover because you're you're probably not going to be sitting there too long with this, and you just rip it around. I like it when, like I said, when the water's up, shore's flooded, those fish are going to push close, and you just hammer. Um, and with the, especially when the current's moving more, you just reel faster, uh, yeah. and then pop it and move it around. They're going to come off the bottom and smash it or not um it, it's sort of a one way or another bite but totally fun bite especially i love that bite you know that odd end of july storm um august storm water is real warm in the 80s mm-hmm. yep. and get you know go full wet boy and uh get in there and start throwing that thing around um so Bullshed. Um, I think this is a five or a six inch bullshed. Um, I like that one. Um, I ha- I do n- what do I do with that. Uh, I don't have any catches on it yet because I've only thrown it once. But this is the six inch. Um, I think it's called the trace. The yeah, trace. Yeah. Good. This is like um, I think five and three quarter inches or real close to six, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. It's rubber tail. Yeah. So there's a rubber tail that comes with two in a package. And oh, again, cool. it pulls out of the top. Oh, okay. That's you can cool. buy different tails too. Um, uh, I, like I said, I've not fished this a ton, but I, I think under like a muddy water application or even when it's super clear and they're really moving around and feeding on the river, yeah, I'm very confident that it's gonna uh, it's gonna catch. It looks real good in the water. Um, you can move it quick. I have thrown, like I said, I've thrown it around uh, just a little bit uh, one afternoon. But again, the water was 54 or 53. It wasn't real warm. Um, yeah, sort of that beginning spinnerbait bite is when I've tried this out. Um, if that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so those are a couple of segmented ones. I don't toss a fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? 
Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com too, too many multi-piece ones. I sort of, uh, like I said, unless the water's really moving around, that's kind of like my favorite time to fish that bait. Or like uh, at, in like a dam. Well, I've caught fish yeah. before. Yeah, I can see these big big swim baits working really well at dams. You just got to be careful because there's a lot of snags there. Yeah, that's, about to stay. that's the thing. Uh, you got to kind of know where you're fishing. Um, yeah. The one that I kind of go to, I there's spots where, I mean, I'm, if I'm throwing a swim bait on that place, I, it's it's usually a segmented thing uh, bait, like a, like the, the ones I just showed, um, just because I can move them and keep them above whatever's down there. Yeah. yeah. Most of these baits, are, are you, you fish like middle of the column or subsurface, or what, what do you usually do with them? Um, well, it depends on the bait and, uh, you know, like everything on the river, like where we're at with uh, our water height. Um, um, obviously when it's a little bit more clear, like, uh, it would either, I'm going to try to catch them, like moving them quick to the top mm-hmm. or I'm going to let it sink a little bit and then start kind of slowly moving it out. That's like, like, that's where I like that mag draft just because I, when that thing falls, you get that nice shimmy, you get a little bit of head kick in it. And then when you pop it, it's not one you're, it's not a bait you're going to burn anyway. So like, I'll throw that in like a little deeper pool let that thing sink for a second or two and then just kind of pop it, maybe give it a couple pops with my reel or my uh, rod tip just to kind of put a little flutter in it and let it move that way. Um, For like those segmented pieces baits, you can sort of do the same thing. You throw it out there, it'll sink and it'll move. And then you just want to, and it'll pop up and then it'll, it'll throw off to a side. Yeah. Around. So you, you can almost, if you think about it, like a fast Cinco movement. Yeah. Yeah. More, more fun to catch fish on, probably. Yeah. Way more fun. <laughs> Not really. Like, but it doesn't matter. I'll tell you what. I mean, there's some people who just love catching fish on Sankos, which is nothing wrong with it. They catch tons of fish. I've caught tons of fish on them. Yep. But catching yeah. a fish on a swim bait, especially once you like take the plunge like and catch a fish on a bait like this size like I've, i have other bluegills like glide baits and stuff that i've caught fish on and you catch a bait on this size and the the amount of especially if you get a front hook set the amount of ferocity they hit that bait with and how much they fight because they've committed to eating it i mean it's insane yeah they hate it oh i know they just they just they just want to destroy it every time they get near it and it's awesome you need to multiply that when it's a small amount doing it. <laughs> well, yeah, they hate everything. <laughs> You're angry. Uh, have you tried the uh, big Joshy J5 yet? No, I don't have any Joshy baits. I need oh, dude, you need to get all of them. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Um, I know. That's we'll leave it at that. Uh, <laughs> We've been. I've been trying to get them on the show, man, but it's kind of hard. It's also too. It's like I'm like kind of stocked up on like. Uh, yeah. classics that I like, you know, I'm a sale guy, uh, and I try to not have to do it more than like once a year. Uh, yeah. and also, too, that's like kind of how like you save money and buy swim baits is you don't buy like every soft plastic, yeah. Uh, and you know, that's sort of the, the discipline side, or you, uh, for me anyway, um, try to focus if I'm gonna if I'm gonna buy a bait, I don't buy a bunch of other stuff beforehand, yeah. I hear you. 
I just buy everything I see. I don't care. No, I know if I could walk in some place and buy a big Josh D like that was close to me off the shelf, I would one thousand percent be doing that. I think you would like the J fives. They're I think I'd like all of them. I mean, at least that's what Dahl has made me believe him and, yeah. him and Andrew Hayes. Yeah. Oh, he uh man. monsters. I, I was throwing away I was throwing around the three two five the other day and uh was catching fish on them, but I've seen guys throwing the five inch ones around here and stuff, and I some guy caught a seven pounder out of AEP up here in uh, Columbus. I believe it. You can do a ton of damage on a five inch swim bait. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's I mean, pretty pretty cool. I've caught them. I've caught you know on the smallmouth on the river on those, and uh, not that big ones. You know, again, yeah. just messing around playing with stuff. That's, right. that's something else I like to do. Let, let let's do this. What is your PB on your biggest swim bait you have? Uh. When was that two summers ago? I think I caught a twenty-inch largemouth. I, and I actually we can seg we can we can lead into um, another version of this. The the stuff that I I think some of the most fun um, on this uh, toxic bait uh, micro mink. Um, That's crazy. It's bluegill colored. Um, yeah, I caught a twenty-inch largemouth on the river uh, in August. This little riffle area. Um, and uh yeah it's my biggest fish it's not a, it's not a smallmouth i know but uh <laughs> i have i have like some 18 and a half some 19s on swim baits um smallies in particular but my actual biggest river fish is is a is an area i fish um where there are large mouth. and yeah. a big girl who was sitting um right where this water runs uh in a deep little spot and just came up and slurped it it was it was a sweet bite i got to see it even though i was a little ways off um Super cool, but yeah. I, so, the rat, the rat. Is that a topwater bait? Yes, this is a wake bait slash crank down. Okay. So technically, you can crank down most um, most of the rat style baits. Now, this is a toxic bait. This is uh, one that you can get off of uh, his website. Toxic bait sucks. He does drops about these. It's another company that I would um, put on notifications if you're into that kind of stuff. Again, a quick YouTube for toxic baits. You'll learn all kinds of stuff. Um, easy stuff to find. Um, the guy's name is Caesar. He makes a lot of baits. He's a really good guy. And um, I like his stuff. Uh, so the micro mink is uh, what I have a big fish on. It looks pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. But to people who were wanting to get going, um, oh, I just put the rod sleeve. Nope. You could always go the Spro route, uh, yeah. route rather, the BBZ one rat. I believe this one is a thirty, I think, or twenty-five, and this is a thirty. Okay, yeah, it's significantly bigger. Oh, yep. I didn't know you had one. Yeah, buddy, I used to catch largies down south with this all the time. They smash the crap out of this thing. These little ones here, I mean, you can if you go slow enough with them, they will wake on top. If you if you fish them a little quicker, you can crank them down. You can catch fish both ways, and the uh, like I said, the Spro BBZ One Rat is the probably one of the easiest starter rats, and they make a 25, 30, 40, and fifty. And I got I've never fished it, but this is a fifty. Ooh, that thing's huge. Yep. 
and this is the biggest one that I made next to it. Um, but yeah, and I believe from what I've read about the 50 is it, it is one that wants to stay more on top as a rat, you know, as a waking bait where you just kind of, there's rattles in that. Um, I've just not thrown it. Um, so these are very easy to find the Spro rats. They're pretty good. Um, I would tell anybody if you're looking to start that direction, um, to throw that to begin with, if that's something that interests you. If yeah. you are looking for slightly bigger than those 30 and 40 size spros, there is a company called Trap Bass Baits. This is their house mouse. It's like a four inch body or three and three quarter inch body, little four inch tail. I believe this thing weighs around an ounce. That's not bad. Um, it's yep. very affordable in the swim bait game. Um, and this size bait will catch you all kinds of fish as well as big fish. Um, I really like this this little bait. Um, this is a not intimidating ounce bait at the most that you could throw. If you have a crankbait rod rated to an ounce for like your medium or your deep divers or whatever, definitely could throw this on. Um, because it is a treble hook bait. It's kind of how you have to play it. Um, that that's one that I really really like. Uh, you can knock out the Achigan uh, wild card with that thing. One thousand percent. It's the big meat challenge accepted winner because that was my yeah. first question when Josh texted me. I was like, tails count, right? He was like, <laughs> yeah. He was like, yeah, it does. I was like, all right, making sure. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, the the rat game is ton of fun. Um, obviously, if you're looking for a grab to fish, it's a it's a great summer fall bait. Um, we're probably right there right now too with our water temperature. Um, I could probably throw it and make something happen with it fairly soon. Um, yeah, the rat, rat bite is fun. Uh, I've, I've actually seen rats like running on the bank on rip rip and stuff. So, I mean, areas like that, toss that thing in there. I mean, really anywhere you see, you see some wood, throw it up next to it. You, th- you see it behind a boulder or something, like a little mouse fell in or whatever, or under an overhang. I like throwing one under overhangs. But, you know, I'll, I'll pitch. I mean, it's almost like um, throwing a jig or whatever, you know. You'll pitch up underneath something with this guy, let it sit for a second, and then what you can do, too, is you can pop it like you would a walking bait, um, you know, a shower blows or whatever you like to walk with. Um and you can move it in place just like you would a rover or whatever walking bait you prefer. It's the same thing. And then when yep. you want to, you slowly reel it, get that thing waking on top. This thing has not a rattle in it, but in the water, once it's this moves, noise. it squeaks real hard. Um, and then if you give, if you fish a little faster, this will crank down, you know, like eight, 10 inches. And huh. you can fish it subsurface. Um, it, you know, it all depends on speed. And then, you know, there's a top end where it's not going to want to behave the way you want it to, but it's not designed to be ripping. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a wake cell bait. So, uh, but yeah, you know, right. You can do damage on these things. So it kind of depends on how you want to fish. Yeah. The big thing when the rat game started was everyone was like, 
like I remember when I first started reading into it, it was like, oh yeah, it's great for urban areas because it is because obviously we have a ton of rats and you'll see. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, as much I don't watch the stuff anymore just because it got a little gimmicky. But John B did a video back in the day when he went through Dallas and he was fishing a river that yeah. runs through Dallas, throwing nothing but a giant rat. Yeah, and it wasn't the it wasn't the fifty. I mean, it was it looked like the uh, size wise, it was bigger than the one ten. Uh, or the Whopper Plopper 170. Like it was the same size. It was a massive rat. Yeah. And he was catching largies left and right on it. And I then uh, Savage Gear. Yes, the Savage Gear rat. That's what well, it was. Also another YouTube guy who has a great channel by the name of Thai Pig Patrol, where he like <laughs> will throw that thing up in like these uh, tunnels and pull yep. out, you know, Megatron <laughs> from, the dark, from the darkness, throwing That's this awesome, stupid rat around. But it's a fun light, um, you know. Some days it's better than others. Um, I don't know. It's like it was just one of those things. It's like fun to play with, uh, just because you don't know. I mean, you might catch a giant, but you can catch small fish too, and average fish or bigger than average. If you know, it's kind of what I'm after. There's only so many ten and twelve inch gyms where I'm like, all right, I get it. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's why. That's why you don't like throwing the Ned rig because you get a bunch of them on that. Dude, I've I've had to. Uh, to realize some things about my game as of late <laughs> and i uh i put together a new uh finesse combo because i was throwing ned rigs on casting gear and it was working fine for me but i was just a little bit too heavy and not necessary so um not recommitted to finesse gear but i have been yeah. more i have i have not that combo because you're ridiculous um, I have the Foreman uh, Creeper on Sale BFS. Uh, it was a uh, Corrado seventy one, and uh, oh, it's yeah. a great rig. That'll do it all day long. And I have it on a Shimano Sensor Light, but cheapo, full seven foot light. Dude, if it works, who cares? It's a fun little combo. I mean, I play with that too. So that's another thing too. If anyone's still listening to this, um, is like you, you know, finesse is great. But my mindset a lot of times is that I can push uh, a little bit bigger and regardless, like if I'm throwing finesse, like um, I'll throw like the four inch <laughs> TRD or the four I was going to say, yeah, or I'll throw a tube just because I feel like it's a bigger profile and presentation. Like, I don't know. That's kind of like my whole thing. I kind of push it a little bit as, as when I can. Yeah. And like in a tournament, you know, I fish tournaments on the river here for um, the through grassroots bass yak and which is a great great club and then also um indiana kayak anglers does a um, does one here and um yeah what i'll do i i take a swim bait rod now every time so i will have something tied on where i think we'll play i'll try to catch a limit or if i be a certain piece of cover i want to throw something next to i might start there and it's worked um a lot of times for a tournament, you know, I'm obviously I'm going to kind of hold off on that and try to try to find a bigger bite with that. Uh, whatever I'm throwing, again, really depends on where I'm at on the river and what I'm fishing um, and water. But yeah. my whole thing is if I can kind of fish quick with it, throw a little speed behind it. I find that that has helped me um, when I'm when I'm talking about a glide bait type bite or like a like a tiny clash crank down. Or or, uh, or one of the segmented baits where I can just kind of rip on it and move it. Um, but it's kind of, you know, a, a specific time where I'm doing some of those, whereas 
um, a five inch paddle tail or the mag slows or the mag draft, you could say you could throw that really a lot of the year and probably find success um, depending on how quickly or, or, or how slowly you're, you're working that bait. Yeah. It's a supernatural bait. Um, yeah. I mean, I know guys who throw the mag drafts in the middle dead of winter and yeah. still get smacked on it just because oh, you, sure. all you do, just like everything when you go into winter, I throw a jerk bait, I'll throw a jerk bait in July and I'll catch fish on it. Yeah. But obviously my presentation of that jerk bait in July is completely different from my presentation yeah. of my jerk bait in January. So, it's just, I mean, people work these ridiculously slow, almost like a small bait fish that is super cold and is barely moving. And or it's an upsized Ned rig, and you're yeah. creeping this dude right on the bottom. And yep. that's probably, and, and again, it's all how you think about presentation a lot of times when you throw these bigger style baits is like, you know, think like my favorite, for example, my favorite uh, uh, plopper is the, I call the diesel. It's the 110. It's the one that I can move. It doesn't roll. Yeah, I hate that. Uh, yeah. the 90, I like the 90, but it just rolls. And it, uh, yep. and it kills me. And uh, and plus, you can catch plenty of dinkos on all of them. Uh, you know, I've caught four-inch sunfish multiple, multiple times on the 110 plopper. Um, but that's a what four and a half inch bait, yeah. The one ten, yeah. And then what? Most of your bigger size um, walking baits are five and a half six inches. Those are big. Uh, yeah, typically you're looking as about five inches, maybe five and a quarter, yeah, like a spook or something. Yeah, yeah. Like I like to throw the uh, one twenty five shower blows. Um, yeah. It's not a small bait. It just doesn't weigh an ounce and a half. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's really it, and that's where I think the mindset is: is you just have to. Okay, you might catch three live fish, but you're never going to remember again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> catch a giant. That, that'd be a good show for uh, Chris Slifka to do. Talk about the mindset behind throwing big baits and how to overcome that. You know what I mean? Yeah, here's what you do: every time you tie a bait on, you go, "I'm never going to see this again." <laughs> that's it <laughs> that's it and then you just throw it and if you get you know if you lose it you lose it i mean yeah. whatever do you do you find when throwing these things do you find that you catch or you don't catch as many fish as you, oh, you would what's that oh i cut out he basically asked out? no you're still good can you hear us <laughs> Please stand by for technical difficulties. Can you hear me? Are you back? Yeah. Can yeah. You hear us? What did you say? I'm sorry, Brad. You, I cut out what happened. When throwing swim baits, do you find that you don't catch as many fish or no difference? Uh, you're probably not going to catch as many, but I've had like weird times where I felt like it wasn't affecting catch rate. It was um, like, like, I'll give you a prime example. It's not the river, but it, but it works in this scenario. It was two days after Christmas in, in December, the 27th. It was really warm here. I went to the lovely trash pond and I destroyed them on jerk baits or on, uh, on glide baits in December. It, I mean, that's not normal. Yeah. By any means, but I was throwing other stuff and I wasn't really getting bit. So that day, sure. 
it, it worked in that favor. In general, probably not. But yeah. I will say that, like, I, I do think that you are 100% upsizing most, not all the time, but a lot of time. And if you are struggling maybe to break um, whatever is considered a larger than normal sized fish in your waterway, whether that's a 15 inch fish, you know, whether that's a 16, whatever it is, I do think you are potentially increasing your chances of catching a fish bigger than that. Yeah. Uh, just because of the draw power a lot of times. And again, it's also too being smart of where you're casting and, and knowing what you're casting to. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Like, yep, that's that's the big thing. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Brad, you said it good on one of our floats, I think two weeks ago. You know, you've learned fishing the river as long as you have that you think you, because you went, what, 12 years without catching a 20? And yeah. in the last six months, you've caught like five. So I think it's, like you said, you know, I've learned where to cast, where the bigger fish are sitting. It's kind of the same thing. Like, obviously, if I go to the river and I throw just this around all day, I might get, you know, that's a nine inch swim bait. I might get a couple. I'll, I'll get to get less in my opinion. Just me. And now some days are different, like the two days after Christmas and you're smacking largies with glides. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it, yeah. it's uh, you're going to get less bites, but your quality of fish is going to go up instead of your quantity. So yeah. that's how I look at it. And if you're also looking at it as using it as a tool and you are. Mm -hmm trying to do some pre-fishing or you're just trying to see what's around and you just bring them yeah. out, get a look at them, move them. That's a good point. Good point. You, pre -fishing. Fishing. you can throw your Ned rig bread all day long, right in behind, <laughs> behind me. My that my two and three quarter inch Joshy. Yeah. Tiny. <laughs> hate it. Uh, no, I'm joking. Um, but I yeah, I just love throwing that in riffles, man. It's so much fun. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I don't blame you. I mean, no, I mean, if I was fishing the GMR, I would be too. <laughs> Home device, Ryan. It's a staple. <laughs> Those guys are freaks, though, dude. I mean, you can catch them. Yeah, they are. Oh, they're different. That's different animals. I mean, they're they're just yeah. oh lord. I was not expecting to be taking the ass kicking. I am so quickly. <laughs> no, none uh, of us did. Well, I kind of, I kind of guessed uh, uh, Jason would be up there, but. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, I always, you know, it's like you can take pictures certain ways, and you're like, I knew Doll was a hammer. Like, uh, like there's no question about that. I'm like, yeah, you doing a little bit of a little photography trick there. Yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> not, not like he was, you know, doing like um, aspiring YouTuber uh, doctoring of photos that you'll see on social media where they're 100 percent photoshopping it and getting called yeah. out. Like, like what I do. Yeah. Well. You're one of those guys, Brad. One of those guys. Um, Color splash, man. No, no, that's not. No, no. I'm talking about actually photoshopping fish. Yeah. Oh, okay. Say they'll, they'll, I thought you were know, like stretch the fish yeah. out or put a different fish oh, in. Flash away. Yeah. Um, but you know, you you like use a you know, like a fisheye type setting. You can kind of make it look like a certain way. Yeah. Well, turns out 
Dahl's just that good, and he's catching fish that yep. big. He is yeah, that good. I, I floated with him a few times. He That dude is always laser-focused on what he's fishing. I believe that. I believe <laughs> Like, he's uh, on the edge of his seat on his kayak. His back's all straight, and he's, like, bent over just going. <laughs> I believe yeah, I mean, they're, they're, those guys are good. Um, but, yeah, uh, you know, I got to uh, fish with Shrink over the weekend. He's pretty damn good, too, so I got to kind of see his process a little bit. I want to uh, fish with him, man. Yeah, we had a good time. We went and saw Uncle Leo and had burritos afterwards, which was stellar. So <laughs> <laughs> we need to uh, we need to come over there and fish, dude. I haven't been over there yeah. since 2020. Let me know, uh, oh, dude. I'm down. I'm so down. I'm yeah, so, we, I hate Ohio, so I'm ready to get out. Come over and uh, is your river it? is your guys' river blown out right now? Oh, one thousand percent. It went up uh, like f- almost five feet. And it's come down, you know, a little bit. Um, it's better than it was. <laughs> but, we're still not blown. We're not blown out here. It went up a little bit. It went down, and now it's creeping back up a little bit here. Yep. But, oh, you, oh, did you see my story from yesterday? Uh, I went down there yesterday, and the water was like at the at its peak. And because it was the start of this, uh, by the way, the Smalley Games by Chigan Brand. Uh, this month's wild card is the Big Meat Challenge, a bait over, a moving bait over seven inches. So I went down and I threw this stupid thing that I bought. Um, I bought it for my UP trip last year for Muskie and Pike. I never threw it. Oh, but yeah. Whopper uh, 90. Good Lord. Dude, I've. You say, good Lord, I have caught. Uh, that's all I threw. Like down in, so in North Carolina, there's this estuary right outside Camp Lejeune. And my buddy be throwing a frog or something. I'm just launching a 190, yeah. smacking fish left and right. Like they just hit it because, like, you're too big. Get away from me. Yeah. And I kept a yeah. ton of small. Dude, it was awesome. I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think if uh, I have a chance to jump out on a spot or two tomorrow, obviously not on my kayak. This will be a, a bank mission. Um, I'll take it again. Um, because like you, I know that if you throw it enough, you will catch one on that eight inch uh, mag trap. It will happen. Uh, yeah. oh, especially on GMR. And, and as I know uh, from what, talking to Brad about the GMR, like you guys actually have a little bit of depth on that river in some spots. Oh I, yeah. That's where you're going to do it. Either that or right at a riffle. It'll be a riffle or, or a, yeah. That's that's what I'm thinking. I'm really I'm I've been thinking a lot about it because it's 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 been sitting in, it's in my storage unit, my swim bait box, just sitting there right on top. And every time I pull the kayak out and put the box in there, I just stare at it. Yeah, and I'm just like, I need to find some deep water on the GMR, and yeah. I'll get a smallmouth on it. It'll happen. It'll just yeah. hit. I got the perfect place for you, dude. Come out with me. We'll hit it. Yeah, oh, it's always. that spot I was in the group chat talking to you and Justin about. Yeah, you'll 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 get that one. Um, I've actually not thrown the eight inch. Um, I it will be though um, soon, either up north or, or this summertime. Like I said, I like that. I really do like that uh, mag draft in the summer. I think it's a exceptional bait in the summertime. Heck yeah! Well, you guys got anything else to add, Matt? Anything? This has been a great episode, and super. Uh, it's been cool to kind of pick your brain and why you why you throw stuff certain ways like i would never think because to throw just not just the mag draft in just the summer but why it's such a phenomenal bait in the summer because you're right the water's a little clearer a lot of their colors are translucent they're seeing it a little bit better 
Um, but yeah, man, I mean, thanks for coming on. This has been great. No, I had a ton of fun, guys. Thanks for having me. And uh, we didn't even talk about rods and reels. Uh, <laughs> it's so, all good. Uh, yeah, but uh, you know, we talk uh, about that a lot anyway. Yeah, yeah. It's called a part two. Yeah, exactly. There we go. Maybe we get to more ridiculous stuff. Um, yeah, let's uh, try to go fishing sometime. Um, I know Brad talked about it. Uh, we've talked about it. Uh, and then obviously the IKA Indiana Kayak Anglers White River event is in August. Like That's I, what I was telling you, Matt. Yeah, we'll be there. Don't worry. We'll do the first full week of August. Um, and yeah, we should do that. Um, I, I want to take Brad down the same stretch we've done just so he can see the ending uh, what it looks like now versus when we did it because it's totally different. Is it really? Uh, the uh, the second half of that stretch is there's some, yeah, I think so. Huh. Interesting. I, yes. <laughs> Interesting I'll, indeed. I'll pick your brain after I end this. And there's some big fish on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, rem- I remember that whole stretch specifically. Like there's spots like I want to go back there because I didn't catch anything there. I want to go back to that spot. Yeah. Uh, that's not the cool thing about the white river. There's fish all over it. And a lot of people fish North of Indy and absolutely shred. Uh, there's some other creeks around that are, um, I'm not going to name those creeks, but, um, yeah, I don't really fish, but I know a couple guys that, uh, fish and do to our tournament series and they're, they're sticks and hammers and they're throwing glides right now and smashing. That's um, awesome. so wrap it up. Don't be afraid to throw big baits. You'll be all right. Once you tie it on, it's gone. And uh, if you really have reservations, put a seven-inch fluke on a med head or something, and <laughs> you'll, you'll sleep fine that night if you lose. Um, hey, we we need a uh, ten-inch uh, Nick Necrelli special. Yeah, exactly. that'd be the yeah, yeah. Be, yeah. It's a big girthy one, right, Brad? Or yeah, <laughs> or like a a jointed jointed Ned. Like a Ned worm that you just yeah, swim. like bat flaps on the back. What is oh oh you just said that? There's a Japanese company that makes a worm. It's like 24 inches long, and this dude oh. was fishing it. I sw- like, and I was like, "There's no way." And he was like, "Oh, he's talking to the camera. He's like, yeah, he's eating it right now. You really have to." I count down from 30, so he gets it all the way into the hook, and he's he's throwing like a five aught hook on it, and he's like. 29 20 and he gets down to one and sets the hook and the hook is in the front of that fish's mouth with like 25 Dude. or 20 inches of worm in its throat you gotta like, appreciate the meticulous dedication to knowing it takes 30 seconds for a 50 yeah that dumb. insane dude and he'll watch it move and he's like oh yeah i'm i'm at 10 seconds and he'll get down to two and then you'll just see him and bring it in and that fish is sitting there with the hook right in the perfect spot that would be crazy yeah that, that's incredible and it yeah it doesn't surprise me um but yeah i mean hell you guys ever throw a shaky head on the river i have a buddy that does that's seven inch shaky head same thing yeah, yeah. yeah. chris yock does yeah he's chris caught Rock some good does, fish yes. on it yeah good bait. all right guys well i'll let you go let me go whatever yeah dude thanks for coming on uh Everybody, thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Have a good one. Later. Later. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode here on Paddle and Fin. Be sure to drop a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or smash that subscribe button on any platform you're listening in on. Be sure to check us out on Waypoint TV, waypointtv.com. Make sure you sign up for the Fantasy Kayak Fishing League at paddleandfin.com forward slash fantasy. 
You could support this show through Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Paddle and Fin. Don't forget to check out the website, paddleandfin.com. Catch us on YouTube. If you got a question, comment, or want to see a future guest on the show, be sure to email us at paddleandfin at gmail.com. Shout out to our show supporters, Yak Gadget. You can check out all the fine kayak accessories at yakgadget.com. Pelican Professional. For all your cases, coolers, and lighting needs, go to pelican.com. Rocktown Adventures, your Midwest premier paddle sports destination. Go to rocktownadventures.com. Eastport Marina, the beautiful destination on Dale Hollow Lake. If you're looking for lodging, kayaks, kayak accessories, or anything fishing related on the beautiful Dale Hollow Lake, go to eastport.info. Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and fill your tackle boxes today. When you go out there and the fish are where you think they are, any one of these casts could be the bite. It's the most exciting fishing that I know right here at Hawks Cave. Oh, that's awesome. Experience the best saltwater fishing the world has to offer. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV.